Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this special edition of The Professor Travel, domestic edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you go in order to discuss them as a community. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and enjoy life more. Now, we have a variety of different social media sites that you can go on to in order to find out more about us, starting, of course, with our website at theprofessortravel.com. You can also find me at uh, The Professor Travel on YouTube and Facebook. Um, I'm now available on TikTok. If you're a TikToker, uh, you can find me there at The Professor Travel. Um, if you're an um, Instagrammer and you like pictures, uh, you can go there too. Uh, find me there at The underscore Professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter, -er -er -er, uh, you can find me there at the professor TR one. And then finally, if you're a blogger, you can find me on blogspot at the professor We have at this time, one of our visiting professors coming back to us, uh, Jimmy major. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing, sir? Fantastic, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so very much for coming back. Um, now, obviously, because of COVID, we're not doing a lot of international traveling. And the last time we talked, you had done a wonderful vlog and podcast for us on New Zealand, which I really appreciate. And I think we got a lot of great information on that. So thank you again for that. Um, this, this, oh, thank you. Uh, so this time, I know we're going to talk a little bit more domestically about the state that you're living in, which is Virginia. But before we get into that, can you share with some of our students, our listeners and viewers, uh, a little bit about your uh, credentials, maybe a little bit about your educational background, as well as some places that you've traveled. Yeah, sure. Um, I have lived in Virginia for who? I was born in New York, lived in Virginia for most of my life, had some stints elsewhere. Um, but I ended up going to college in Virginia, George Mason University, got my MBA at University of Phoenix, where is where I actually ended up meeting you. Um, <laughs> been traveling quite a lot after college. So I've been to most of Europe, been a couple of places in South America, um, been to Iceland a couple of times. I love Iceland, New Zealand, been to Hong Kong, Thailand, you know, trying to get around. Not so much anymore this year. Yeah. <laughs> Loving the road trips. It's a great time for that to explore your own backyard. So... Great commentary. Yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. I think right now, domestic travel is the way we're seeing most people travel at this point, uh, just because they're trying to you know, invest a little bit. And it's for a lot of safety reasons. Uh, they, feel, they feel more comfortable staying close to home, knowing the safety, safety precautions that are there. And in the event of an emergency, they can head home really fast too. So that's always helpful. So yeah, exactly. So I agree with that. So but you know what? I was even looking around, like when I was doing some research for this. There's so much stuff from Virginia that I still haven't seen, just because you kind of focus on where you don't live. So <laughs> you know what? It's good. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I live in a state. I live in California, and we have over 40 million people in the state of California, and I have not like I've. 
I, I primarily focus on the Southern California area and Los Angeles, maybe San Diego once in a while, but I have almost never been to San Francisco and that's one of the largest cities in the entire country. And it's so it's like, I, 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 so I'm told. <laughs> and I think, mm-hmm. I think that was the hub where you went through last time in order to get to New Zealand, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've, I've, I've been through the airport like twice. <laughs> That's about it. So, I mean, and when I do traveling, I'm usually on the other side of the bay um, in the Oakland area uh, to get to Walnut Creek, which is one of the uh, school locations that I go to in order to do uh, uh, the work I do. But, yeah, it's like, it's amazing that you don't, you don't travel as much locally. And I don't know why that is. It's just maybe sometimes we're more invested in international travel, but whatever the case may be. I'm going to be very curious to see what you found out a little bit about Virginia in doing a little bit of your research. So talk to me a little bit about what you, what talk to us about history of Virginia. What, what, what have you found out about it? So a lot of history in Virginia. I don't want to miss anything. So I'm going to pull up my notes for this one, please. Because as we all know, Virginia was one of the original 13 colonies. Um, So I'm going to take you back to the 1500s. Spanish show up looking for gold, trying to start a couple things. Nothing really gets going. Um, Jamestown, the first colony in the New World, 1607, long time ago. So that's pretty exciting. Um, the first Thanksgiving was actually in Virginia in 1619. Really? So two years before the uh, the big one in Plymouth. <laughs> um, they actually had the first Thanksgiving celebration there, a little known fact. So Nice. Yeah. Um, it was the first couple of years that uh, Jamestown started off were pretty rough just because of winters and getting yeah. things started. They found tobacco as their big cash crop. And so things started taking off there. Um, most of the history of Virginia, when you think about it, comes from Civil War. Um, so Virginia used to be a lot bigger. And then uh, when was it? I think 17, late 1700s, 1792, Kentucky split off. Um, to kind of shrink down Virginia a little bit. And then during the Civil War, West Virginia, they split off too, went to join the Union. Um, So that kind of shaped up Virginia to what it is right now. So let me ask you, was Virginia actually at one point like the size of three states? It was Kentucky, Virginia, and West Virginia all together? Is that what I'm understanding? big old state. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I don't know why Kentucky decided to leave, but they did. But you know what? Good riddance. We don't even know. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, I mean, four of the first five presidents came from Virginia. We've got eight presidents from Virginia total. Um, If you're a history buff, this is just the place to be. Yeah. So over half the Civil War was fought in Virginia. Um, So that kind of takes us up through that. After the 1950s is... I'll, I'll kind of talk about this a little bit more, but like Northern Virginia and Southern Virginia are kind of two different worlds. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that until I started visiting, uh, you know, for business a couple of times ago. And, and a lot of people refer to Northern Virginia or what they call Nova um, as a separate entity than Southern Virginia. So it's really, I, I didn't realize how prominent it was. Yeah. Nova and Sova. Like when I moved to Virginia um, a long time ago when I was a wee little boy, it was, I don't know, like early 80s, something like that. Um, but where I lived in Lowney County, which is up at the top of Virginia there, that little like boop that sticks up. Yeah. Um, it was still like a lot of farmland, um, not very populated area. 
But in the last 20 years, Northern Virginia has just blossomed into a, a metropolis. Um, having D.C. right next by has just expanded so quickly. It seems, like that's, it seems like that's like the primary suburb to like the D.C. Yeah. area as you get towards Yeah, the- so Northern Virginia is like the suburbs. That's more the city area. And then uh, the rest of Virginia, um, pretty much all throughout that panhandle. There's, and I can talk about this more in the geography section, sure. but it's more just like rural and mountains. And stuff well, you know like what? That, let's so. let's jump over to that because geography is actually the next section. <laughs> Great transition. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Normally when I'm thinking about the geography, I'm trying to think about in terms of, you know, the beauty, the lush, the splendor of, of the – like here in California, we don't have a lot of – trees that change color. Cause again, it, this was a desert primarily. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you get into a place like Virginia where the changing of the color of the trees every autumn is just, it's a monumental spectacle. But then above and beyond that, you have these larger cities that are popping up. And you, mm-hmm. as you said, you, you've had major history, major historical battles that have occurred over the, over the years and all kinds of stuff. Talk to us a little bit about the geography of Virginia, what your thoughts are. So in grade school, and this is kind of expanded more, but the way we learned about Virginia where there's three sections to it, right? There was the, the Tidewater, which is more like the beach section. Um, there's the Piedmont down the middle, which is like the farm section. And then there's the mountains, the Blue Ridge. Um, so it's, as far as like surroundings, um, you've got like Tennessee and Kentucky out here. You've got North Carolina on the bottom. Did you know uh, the most Western tip of Virginia is actually farther West than Detroit? How about that? Mind I found that pretty blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I mean, they've got the whole coastline that goes along it, which is uh, somewhere the most populated um, part of Virginia is down there in uh, that Tidewater area, like Virginia Beach, Newport News. Um, but the mountains are beautiful. You've got the Blue Ridge Mountains that go across, and I would say like 80% of Virginia is mostly mountains. That whole like big part that get off there that's all Appalachia yeah um except for the northern Virginia part which is your super populated suburb area and then you've got your sprinkling of college towns um kind of everywhere else which is a lot of college towns in Virginia yes there are and in fact when we get into the education section I want to talk a little bit more about that because there is some historically ancient (laughs) I don't know if ancient is the word for it but it's some of the oldest colleges in the entire United States are located in Virginia, which is amazing. And like when I'm talking, I'm not talking, I'm talking like more than 200, more than 300 years old in some cases. This is an old state, man. It's it's crazy. Before the founding of the country, some of these colleges are around. So that's that's just amazing (laughs) to me. I I just, I'm blown away by like, I, I think my experiences are, and, and you, I don't want to say you're spoiled by the historical level of your state, but here's what I'll... Growing up in the state of California, some of the oldest buildings I had around me here were built in the, like, the 1950s. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so our Orange County area where I'm at, there's not a lot of buildings here that have stood the test of time. And then you get up to places like Los Angeles, um, you know, where places are maybe from the 1900s, like the early 1900s. Okay, so you have a little bit of stuff there. But then... When you're visiting the the East Coast, and I, I was living in uh, New Jersey for a while, you know, you're starting to see buildings that have been there for hundreds of years, 
and are, have, and are stamp mark, you know, specifically about that. They, they were founded in 1800, you know, in, or in the 1700s. And then when you travel to Europe, like you've done and I've done, you see buildings there <laughs> that are so old that the marble steps on some of these places are warped because over the hundreds and hundreds and, and in some cases thousands of years, people have stepped on these steps. And it just blows my mind, the historical contents for a lot of these places. Yeah. Like I used to live in Old Town Alexandria and um, like right in the city, you've got graveyards there from like the 1700s. And, <laughs> like, think, like imagine how people in Europe feel with like in Rome and like in the Middle East and things like that. It blows me away. No, it's fantastic. I mean, in fact, funny that you mentioned Rome. I actually visited there and I have a video that I posted online where you guys can check it out if you go to my YouTube channel, um, where just this last August, I went to Rome and I'm it's, I'm up early in the morning uh, doing my morning walk, and it's 7 a.m. Nobody's awake in Rome because nobody apparently gets up at, before 9 a.m. Uh, but I'm walking the streets, and I'm, like, seeing these buildings next to, like, here's a hotel, and then here's a building that's, like, 500 years old, and then there's another building, and there's another one that's, like, 800 years old right next to it. And I'm like, this is insane how old some of these places are. Yeah. And it's just it just blows me away. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the historical contents of a lot of places – whether internationally or domestically speaking, cannot be understated. I, I can't, I can't, I can't stress that enough. I mean, so, right yeah. down the house or right down the road, we have a. You can go to Mount Vernon, which is George Washington's house. <laughs> um, we, we've got a bar around here where, uh, like, John Adams drank. <laughs> Stuff like that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I mean, like uh, one of the one of the bars I used to go to over in Jersey was called the White Horse Tavern. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the White Horse is across, is across from the Hudson, and that's where Washington came through uh, when he was crossing. You know, he was crossing the Hudson, and his troops were retreating over there. Uh, but they actually have maps of like the streets that we're on and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. this is insane how old this history is, and how and how you're standing in it right at the moment. It's it's very fascinating to me. Yeah, it feels pretty wild. Yeah. So now, of course, when we talk about things, uh, we talked about, you know, how, the, how beautiful the leaves are, but there's also some amazing weather uh, challenges that come with Virginia as well. Talk to me a little bit about the climate just within your area. So we, we do seasons well. That's one of the reasons I moved back from Arizona recently is because I just kind of miss that, like, changing of everything. Um, but, like, our seasons are pretty quick before they get I don't know, just kind of crappy overall. Like our summers are not fun. It's it's so humid here in the summer. It, it's just it is. 90 degrees always feels like 110 degrees. Like I don't care what people say about the dry heat in Arizona. It really is worse when it's humid. It's not that bad when it's dry. I've lived in um, Arizona myself and I, I, I will agree with you. <laughs> Having lived in Maryland. Yeah, so we get that, that humidity. Um, spring and fall is awesome here. So, like, we do have a really um, bright, vibrant changing of the leaves. So, if you go down to Shenandoah National Park, which is a big national park here, I mean, it's just gorgeous, like the red and the yellow and everything. Winters are a little tough. So, winters used to be tougher, I feel like, because every now and then we'll just get a huge blizzard that kind of knocks everything out for three weeks and nobody knows what to do. Most of our winters is just 40 and rainy, yeah. which isn't great. <laughs> Um, I like the snow, so I welcome big blizzards, but yeah, a lot of times we just kind of hang in between that, like, oh, it's 38 degrees. It's too warm to snow, but it's, you know, it just feels awful outside. So we kind of get that mix in January, February, but it stays pretty nice all throughout like October, November, and even December weather can still remain pretty good. So 
I remember our between seasons are nice. I remember, and I was talking to you about this just before we started recording. A few, like, I want to say this was back in 2008, 2009. I went to a um, manager meeting down in Reston, Virginia. And we were supposed mm-hmm. to be there for, I think it was three days or something like that. And on day number two, um, they said, okay, um, we get, we're getting a weather report that there's a blizzard that's now moving into our area. Everybody, like everybody from the meeting cleared out like that. Like we went yeah. to the hotel, we packed up, we told them we're leaving. The hotel was very understanding. They're like, nope, we get it. You got to you get out. You know, totally understand it. Um, so, because otherwise you have to hunker down for an entire week. <laughs> it was like because you just wouldn't be able to get through. And I'm here driving back to, through Pennsylvania and over to New Jersey, dropping off the other manager I was with at the time. And we're traveling in the wake of a semi who's trying to clear the path for us. And it's just, it's insane how much snow you can potentially get in some cases. Yeah. And that's, I'm talking mostly just from my little Northern Virginia world because most of Southern Virginia is like mountains and farmlands. So they just get dumped on when it snows just because they're at a higher elevation too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this thing called the DC snow hole where for some reason, whenever like, because I live right in the DC area in Arlington, um, where snow seems to come a little above where I live and a little below, but it always seems to miss us, like the snowfall <laughs> amounts. But yeah, if you go up a little northern and way out um, west, you get some pretty big snowfall out there. So yeah, it must be really good for skiing, at least in the, the general area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about that one. Especially if you go to the border states like West Virginia. Um, it's got some pretty good places. And then, Just out of curiosity, what are all the states that border you anyways? Obviously, uh, Kentucky and West Virginia. Are there any others? And then Maryland, Maryland. South Carolina. I'm sorry, North Carolina. And dun, 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 dun. Pennsylvania. We hit Pennsylvania, too. So you get five states that border you. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Big state. Big state. So, it's, but obviously, there's a huge historical context to your entire state um, in many ways. Um, culture is a huge area, and Americana specifically with respect to Virginia. Um, is there a predominant religion that's that's in your general area? I, I don't know. Like with, like in general, the Christian faith is very big within most of the United States, but I know that there, like when we get to Pennsylvania, there's an Amish presence, obviously Mm -hmm. that's in that area. Um, Is there anything that's predominant within the Virginia area? I mean, if you go um, Southern Virginia, Sova, Southern Mm -hmm. Virginia, um, it's mostly just like Baptist. Um, Northern Virginia is everything. It's such a melting pot of um, different communities. So we literally see every kind of religion, every kind of language represented here. If you go to the big, Cities are Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax, Falls Church. Um, but yeah, there's literally a little bit of everything there. So, And then in Sova, you get like Richmond, uh, Virginia Beach is pretty sizable because of the naval presence and stuff like that that's in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you have all those different areas. That's, you know, all Christian, Southern Baptist, stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, what about the art uh, community? Uh, how is the art community in Virginia, would you say? It's, it's good. So Virginia has a lot of towns that are really quaint. So if you like quaint and like local kind of that stuff, there's a lot of that with like local artists and things. Um, the city, oh, I'm already forgetting the name of the city now. It's right by Charlottesville, Staunton and uh, like Roanoke, just some like small, like quaint little towns. Um, I've heard of Roanoke. They've got like a lot of crafts and museums and little shops and things like that. 
if you pull in DC, which I know DC isn't technically Virginia, but it's right next door. Yeah. So they've got all the great art museums there. And the Smithsonian um, and stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many art museums there. So you can tie all that stuff into it as well. So mm-hmm. are there any famous artists that you're aware of that pop up from Virginia or anybody that comes to mind? Not that I'm aware of. So if you go to in Alexandria, um, they had the torpedo factory, which is a huge place right in the city there that a local artist can display their art. Mm-hmm. So that's an awesome place to go just to see a lot of local art and they can sell there. And it's always kind of rotating in and out. Um, so this place like that, there's no one big artist I can think of, uh, really. Okay. So. <laughs> no, that's okay. I know that language is not a huge uh, thing in your area. Like it's primarily English. There's not a lot of Spanish speaking or French speaking in the area. Correct. Yeah. I mean, in, well, there's, there's pockets everywhere. Um, so like I work at a community college and we've got, I feel like every language in the world represented at the community colleges from the student population there, just because in Northern Virginia, it is such like a, like I said, a melting pot of all different cultures. So Absolutely. which is cool to see. No, I agree. Um, now in terms of one of my favorite subjects, which is food, uh, <laughs> um, food and diet in your area. Talk to me a little bit about, is, is there anything that Virginia is known for in the way of food specifically? I don't know if people know this. I feel like people should know this, but Virginia does, at least Northern Virginia, does really good Peruvian chicken. That's the really? thing that I've never found anywhere else that like, it's just as awesome as we do it in Northern Virginia. Just like Peruvian chicken with uh, yucca or yuca, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all the sides and rice. Yeah. There's a ton of Peruvian chicken joints around here, which are wow. awesome. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the biggest thing. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. And and Southern Virginia. Um, Southern Virginia got a lot of barbecue and stuff like that. Soul food um, and stuff like that too. Yeah. And then just Northern Virginia is so eclectic with all the cultures and stuff. There's You can find any kind of restaurant usually anywhere you want. Like I remember. Ethiopian food's really big here. Mm-hmm. It's cool just to be able to go, you know anywhere to get any kind of food you need. It's, in Northern Virginia, I would imagine it's probably influenced by a lot of the people in DC because of the eclectic nature of being that close to the center of the world in effect. Yeah, exactly. Like food trucks used to just be like a DC thing, but they're all over Northern Virginia now. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, and I think that also comes to state with, in terms of the sports teams as well, because you don't necessarily have like a sports team that's centralized from Virginia, but the general yeah, Virginia area does we just kind of latch on to dc for that kind of stuff too <laughs> so although virginia tech is far uh, virginia tech i'm sorry i mean interrupt but virginia tech does have a sports team correct yeah so if you want to talk college college is like virginia tech's really big for that mm-hmm. um who else uva is really big for the college basketball program so we've got a like, college stuff as far as professional sports teams we just kind of latch on to dc which a lot of the dc teams um I've been winning stuff recently, so that's pretty good. Yeah, how about that? Years ago, how about the Nationals? <laughs> yep, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of recreation, though, you guys do have a lot of recreation in your area in terms of things like theme parks, and you have your, you have your mountains, you have your coast, you have a lot of different things, and, and you're an outdoorsy person, too. Yeah, that's what I love about Virginia. So, I mean, we do have theme parks. I forgot about that when I was looking stuff up. We've got Bush Gardens and mm-hmm. King's Dominion, um, which are two big ones, but... Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the mountains go, there's a ton of like hiking and mountain biking and kayaking or fishing or whatever you're into. So they've got like Shenandoah National Park is kind of situated right in the middle, but it's, you know, an hour, hour and a half from like the Northern Virginia area. Um, so you've got that. You've got Great Falls, which is a, another national park, which is 15 minutes right outside of uh, 
like Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. which is a fantastic. It's got the big canyon that goes through and all the white water. <laughs> it's like kayaking is a huge thing there. Um, so there's a ton of outdoor stuff to do, even if you're kind of stuck in like the suburby area. Um, even like where I live, it's a ton of trails everywhere. So you can definitely stay entertained with the outdoors here. Very cool. And to the best of your knowledge, there's no state holidays or anything like that? Yeah, I didn't really find anything. I mean, apparently there used to be a um, some Civil War stuff back in the day. That <laughs> That's not on really. The side now, so. <laughs> yeah, they're not really focusing on that. Um, yeah, That's another side of Virginia we're moving away from. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to population. Now, you guys have a fairly sizable population. I know that just because I'm looking at the Electoral College stuff, and Virginia is worth a lot on the Electoral map now. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are over 8 million people in Virginia alone, Correct. Yeah, eight and a half million. Most of them live either. So the most populated part of Virginia is down by Virginia Beach. Okay. Um, I think they've got like two and a half million there from what I saw. Um, but down there, I mean, there's a couple of colleges down there. Yeah. And then um, up in Northern Virginia, which is the top part there, that's where I live. That's the second most populated area. And then Richmond, the state capital, is kind of right in between in the middle. And then the rest of it is all like rural mountain towns, which it's funny if you look at like the dark spots that are kind of scattered around, that's where the college towns are. So you could see like Virginia Tech, University of Virginia, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's where <laughs> <spots are. laughs> Very cool. Um, now, in terms of the economy in the area, you obviously have a lot of companies that are focused and are centralized in Virginia. Um, is there like a specific sector that you'd see more than any other represented in Virginia? I mean, tobacco obviously used to be. Yeah, tobacco was real hot back in the day, but uh, that's kind of, you know. Gone up in smoke? <laughs> down, down, down. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, if you drive down, 95 is a big interstate on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And if you drive down, you know you're, or if you're driving up from, let's say, like Florida, North Carolina, you know you're getting close to Richmond because there used to be this huge cigarette tower by the Philip Morris um, factory that was there. So that's, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're in Virginia, big, big cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of gone away now, too. So mostly, like if D.C. wasn't our neighbor, Virginia would look a lot different because most of what's happening in northern Virginia is based off of the government being right next door. So... Yeah, actually, thank you for bringing that up because while a lot of the businesses I see that I've that I've referenced here are in either aerospace or financials or or the like, uh, you do have moving away from the for profits and the nonprofits. You have a lot of agencies that you have represented in the Virginia area. I mean, the first one that came to mind earlier when we were think, when we were talking before this was even uh, recording was Quantico, which is an FBI mm-hmm. training facility that's just outside of DC. So, I mean, there's a lot of agencies that have representation or people who live in Virginia who go and commute to DC as part of that process. Yeah. There's Quantico and there's the big base down in a uh, Virginia beach too, but like as far as department of defense contractors, um, there's just so much that going on in this area. It's hard to get a group of 10 people here. Not one of them's a contractor for some kind of company. So <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of it is. Amazon is coming. That's what everybody's super excited about now. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What are you, what do you know about that? Um, I know that they'll be here soon. They've started. So at the community college I work at, we've actually started, um, they're doing a couple of job fairs right now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to ramp up their hiring for it in the next year. Okay. But they'll be coming to, um, 
Arlington, a place called Pentagon City. They're going to be putting their one of their new headquarters in there. Mm. So people there are excited because they know that their property rileys are going to go whoop if they ever. Get <laughs> yeah, <up>. exactly. <laughs> Renters are not excited because they know the rent's going to go way up. But wow. yeah, it's, it's just a huge opportunity for that area as far as jobs go. So people are pretty excited about it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of jobs, obviously you have to travel in order to get to one, and there's a lot of transportation uh, throughout your area. You talked about the I-95, um, and one of the things I keep hearing about is um, the DC Beltway, which goes into your area as well, I think, a little mm. bit, doesn't it? Um, talk to me a little bit about the transportation corridors that are primarily available to travelers within the Virginia area um, and the traffic as part of that process. I mean, traffic's definitely not awesome in this area. <laughs> the Beltway, there's, there's a road called 66, which kind of goes from the suburbs into D.C. And it's just, no matter what time you're on it, it's always backed up and they're always doing construction on it. It's the worst road out of all the roads in all the worlds. But I mean, there's a lot of ways to get around. So we have a metro system that's kind of dissimilar to any subway, which they're actually, the last couple of years, they've been totally revamping it. Um, it used to be pretty bad. There used to be a website called Is the Metro on Fire, where you'd log on and it would tell you if one of the metro trains is currently on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, really? stuff was always going on with it. But um, so they, they've revamped that and put a lot of money trying to get that working again. I mean, you can take a bus anywhere up here. As far as, again, the Northern Virginia area, um, Southern Virginia, I mean, they've got the trains that will go through connecting uh, from anywhere down to Southern Virginia as far as like the Virginia Beach, Richmond. It'll take you up north if you're looking to go to Philadelphia, New York City, whatever. It's pretty easy to get around that way. Um, but then when you get out to that, you know, bigger, more rural part of Virginia, um, you're just driving like you would anywhere else. There's not a lot going on out there transportation-wise. Just, just a quick note. I'm really surprised at how easy it is to get around with public transportation on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast or even like like you and I both lived in Arizona. And mm-hmm. public transportation over there is not as prevalent as it is on the East Coast. Um have you experienced that? I mean, like, like when you're traveling to places like New York or Pennsylvania or Jersey City, where you and I met, or, or you know, any place like that, did you find that you had to take a car to get to these places, or were you able to take a train fairly easily? Like, what? Was your oh, there's so many options. Like when I worked at um, University of Phoenix, so I was working in kind of like the Virginia area. But if I ever had to work in New York or Boston or whatever, I could take a bus for a dollar to get there. I could take a <laughs> bus for a buck. And it had Wi-Fi. I mean, how awesome was that? Right. So yeah, exactly. you, could, you could take a bus. You could take a train. You could fly there if you really needed to. Yeah. Um, or you could drive in. It usually ends up that driving is the most expensive way if you're on the East Coast just because of all the tolls. Yeah. So usually it's best to just kind of take something else. So it's kind of crazy like that. Yeah. Um, in terms of the air, air, uh, airline locations, uh, which airports are within proximity to you and in and, and the area? That's another good thing. Again, Northern Virginia that we have as opposed to like Southern Virginia. But um, so we've got Dulles Airport, mm-hmm. which is a huge airport. It was the Airport featured in Die Hard 2, if you're a Die Hard 2 fan. Um, <laughs> we've got Reagan, which is the one, right, that most people fly into if they're D.C. And then Baltimore is only like an hour from northern Virginia, BWR. hour and a half, yep. depending on traffic. So we've got three major airports. So it's something that I usually take for granted because um, people, if you're living somewhere more rural, like out in, like, I don't know, middle America somewhere, like I can kind of check around and say, okay, what airport's going to get me there the fastest or the cheapest? 
Yeah. Um, and I can, I know I can be at the airport within an hour, no matter what airport I'm going to. See, now that's something I, I want to point out really quick as well, because when I think in terms of, oh, well, you're going to another state in order to get to the airport, it's not really that big of a deal because like for me, from Orange County to Los Angeles, if I'm going on an international flight, it takes me about 45 minutes to get there anyways. For you, mm-hmm. it's about the same distance to get to one of these other airports and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, everything's like an hour, hour and a half. So. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I think it's just our mindset is so different in terms of you know, proximity and what that looks like. Um, now, let's say, for example, I'm coming to visit your state. Um, what are the tourism spots that I would want to go to? Why do I want to come and visit? Because I know you are definitely an outdoorsy person, and I think there's a lot of great things that you have in terms of your knowledge about outdoors. But also, keep in mind, I'm, like, I'm also a city person, and I love to do mm-hmm. city stuff. So what would you recommend for me? So, I, I hate to say D.C., but D.C. is kind of northern Virginia. But even though it's not technically the state, when people come into Virginia in this area, they usually end up going to D.C., which has all, you know, it's got all the, the hot tourist spots and you can go see the White House and the monuments and all the art museums. But if you're just staying in Virginia, yes. um, I mean, we've got plenty of beaches in Virginia. If you go to Virginia Beach, there's a ton of stuff on there. There's like theme parks and everything like that. Um, there's a ton of history in Virginia. So if you're a history buff, you could go to Old Town, Alexandria and go to, you know, George Washington's house and see all the, uh, if you're a Civil War buff, I mean, over half the Civil War is fought here. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of seeing that history as far as like all the battlefields and people can still walk around and find like old cannonballs and stuff stuck in trees. It's just kind of like a neat thing to experience. Um, the brewery scene and the winery scene has exploded out here too. Yes. So if you kind of go out more into the country, just like the farmland, just just beautiful like wineries. You can just chill out, do a little day hike if you want, and then sip some wine and uh, pick your own grapes, things like that. Um, so there's kind of that cool stuff to do. Something that was unique, because I actually did uh, go visit a friend of mine in Southern Virginia, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, any of this, if this is even in Northern Virginia at all. But something that was really kind of interesting is that there were specific communities that are like, like they're built in such a way where they're almost like revolutionary war communities where they're like historical communities that are kept up like historical communities. You can go to the general store there and there's people in historical garb that are selling you stuff. And, you know, it it doesn't like, it's so interesting the way these communities live and work. It's almost like a Renaissance fair, but brought up to a revolutionary war timeframe. Have you ever been to one of those? Yeah, they do a lot of that out out that way, more in like the the southern part of Virginia. But yeah, it's just like a perfect place if you just want to get like a a bed and breakfast or something like that and just chill out in a whole lot of land and just kind of like let that all soak in, just get some peace and quiet. It's such a good place for that. So That seems like a lot of fun. And it would be really interesting. I think it's something that's very unique to your neck of the woods that we don't necessarily find out in other places within the country. So I think that's kind of cool too. If you go down to um, Williamsburg and like, if you're visiting Jamestown, the very yeah. first colony in the world, I mean, they still, they dress up on like the old getups down there. And it's just, it's a cool thing. Just to go experience that kind of history. So. Absolutely. Um, now let's talk about the government as well there. Um, I think you guys have moved from kind of a, like within the last 10 years, I would say you guys have moved from being a red state to a purple state to a blue state really rapidly. Yes. Um, talk about that. Do you, do you have any insight in terms of... That's, I that's think that's kind of followed along with Northern Virginia, how populated 
Northern Virginia has gotten because most of that blue is coming from Northern Virginia and uh, Virginia Beach. But yeah. that's where the most, you know, that's where maybe, you know, what the percentage is, 60, 70% of the people live. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we are, we are blue. I believe we are staying that way. So um, all the state legislators is blue as well. So yeah, it's, it's the way we've shifted. It yeah. looks like it's going to stay that way as well. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be locked in for a little while. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of resources and what your state is known for, obviously we talked about the historical context. We talked about the history of the tobacco industry within your state, which has kind of gone up in smoke, as it were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bad joke. Um, what, like, um, obviously the college towns are fairly large and sizable. Um, Anything else that I'm missing in terms of the resources and what Virginia is known for? I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the military bases are a big part of like the economy down here. Having DC next door is kind of what Northern Virginia is known for, as far as all the, the government work and contract work that comes out of there. <laughs> um, tobacco's, eh, you know, not so much anymore. Yeah, it's gone. Um, and then again, like the like the wineries and the breweries right now are such a big thing that literally you can't go, you know five miles without running into two breweries that have popped up somewhere. So it's, it's just a lot of expansion. There's, there's still so much building going on with this area. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. So it's, it seems like it's, a, I, I think I agree with what you're saying in terms of the overflow from, from DC coming in. Cause it seems like it's a lot less expensive to live in Virginia than it is to live directly in DC. So a lot of people I think do tend to commute in terms of that. Yeah. Most people, and it, you'll see that people are commuting farther and farther from the more rural parts of Virginia, because if you're living, if you're, let's say you're working in DC and you're working in one of those counties right outside DC, like Arlington, Fairfax, Falls Church, um, housing prices are insane there. But if you start going out, so maybe your commute now is like, you've got a two hour commute, um, but you're paying like one fourth of what you would the price as opposed to living so close. Like I know people that um, work where I work in Alexandria, Virginia, and then live in Charlottesville, which is like a 90, 90 mile drive every single day, but they're just saving so much money on housing and, you know, rent, whatever it might be. Um, so they get kind of like the more land and um, cheaper prices as far as like housing, they still get the income of working in DC. So. Yeah. And it seems like the population creep is moving, you know, closer and closer into the general area in terms of Virginia because, because of everything that's going on around the state. Um, yeah. the population creep from, uh, Southern Virginia from Virginia beach and all the stuff that's going on down there or the Arlington area is uh, expanding into the general area too. So, yeah, definitely. Um, since you brought up Charlottesville, um, let's talk really quick about some of the civil rights era, um, things that are going on within your state. And, and obviously I, the picture I'm presenting here for those who are not familiar, a picture of, uh, this couple, uh, uh, the loving couple, uh, that created the landmark case loving versus Virginia, uh, which allowed for, um, people who were Caucasian or white in order to be able to marry uh, someone uh, who was black. And that up until that point was not um, a national or federal law. Um, In terms of civil rights knowledge, talk to me a little bit about what you know about different civil rights things that have gone on within your state. It's obviously a lot better than it was when Virginia was fighting for the Confederacy. Um, But I mean, things are definitely moving in the right direction. The, Charlottesville thing you mentioned is a good example because that's such a, I keep on talking about the differences between Southern Virginia and Northern Virginia. Now, Southern Virginia is still is more of a conservative place um, as opposed to more liberal Northern Virginia. 
Yeah. Um, so you can see as soon as you get past the border of like certain cities, you can see just kind of like everything changes as far as like political signs and what might be. Um, but Charlottesville, where all that happened with the protester um, that was unfortunately killed, that's kind of like such an in-between where Charlottesville is a very intellectual town, it's where University of Virginia is. Um, and that's where everybody's kind of coming up from more conservative places for, you know, whatever they were doing there. Yeah. And then you have all the protests that happened. So it's such a clash of ideals. Um, you kind of, between those, not, it's not necessarily a geography thing, but, you know, it, it ends up kind of being that way just because of where people live. So well, you, were, Virginia, well, you, were actually, you were actually saying, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You were saying earlier, uh, well, before we were even on the air, um, that mountain range has a significant impact in terms of everything north of the mountain range is viewed one way. Things below the mountain range are viewed a very different way. Mm -hmm. You would say. Yeah. I mean, if I I know exactly where, if you're driving down to Southern Virginia, I know where you can go, where you can see like your first Confederate flag is still kind of flying. So it's, it's definitely just two separate places. Um, But Virginia overall, it's, it's, done a pretty good job with kind of correcting a lot of the like the wrongs you might say like as far as all the civil war stuff right now there's such a huge movement of tearing down statues like this is one of the main places where all the highways and states are that were formerly named for civil war generals are being renamed now Uh um richmond's taken down a ton of confederate statues alexandria's taking down a ton of confederate statues um virginia wasn't the first to legalize gay marriage but we weren't the last so you know they're we're, we're keeping up I think the being a blue state has a lot to do with that, um, kind of correcting a lot of these wrongs, which is a very good thing for our state. Absolutely. Now, in terms of science, um, again, not a lot of scientific, you know, practices that are that are predominant in Virginia. But one of the discoveries that came out of the University of Virginia was mapping um, the lymphatic system. Uh, uh, to the brain and its impacts, which created a, um, you know, a, you know, finding out changes that help approach Alzheimer's a little bit differently. Apart from that, you know, I know that there, there are a lot of people who are nominated for different prizes uh, in, in terms of scientific knowledge, you know, on a fairly regular basis. Have, what, 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 was, what did your research find? So, and, and when I looked it up, I wanted to be able to tell you more about like what this research was, but it was just so complicated. I just couldn't begin to, <laughs> but like Virginia Tech last year had um, two scientists nominated for scientific accomplishment of the year. And then UVA has had a number of people over the years have been nominated for that award too. So it, it's, it's part of the, just the education in Virginia. Like we've got so many great colleges here um, that are doing such great things like with William and Mary and UVA and Virginia tech. Um, so that really has an influence. Oh, well, there you go. Speaking of which, <laughs> some of the, the things that Virginia's been able to bring forth. So, yeah, let's talk about education and specifically, I'd love to start the conversation. I mean, obviously you have these wonderful research colleges, but I do want to start the conversation with William and Mary because we were talking about some of these historic sites, William and Mary, the college of William and Mary has been around before the United States. And that is a pretty, that, 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 like, when was it founded to the best of your knowledge? Uh, 1692. Good Lord. That is old. That is old, old, old. That, so that is old. like, that is, that is a, almost nearly a hundred years before the founding of the United States. Yeah, it's crazy, like, right? Yeah, it's, again, these things are, when you think about stuff in terms of that, it really 
it, it, it kind of sits in you and you're like, wow, that's just amazing. You know, the historic levels of what is being brought here. So yeah, it's, it's really impressive. The colleges that are in your area, uh, you talked about university of Northern Virginia, um, uh, some uh, Virginia tech, obviously a lot of you work for a college yourself right now. Yeah. So Northern Virginia community college is actually the second biggest community college system in the United States. Yeah. So. I know California, we have a massive one. I think it is probably the number one. Yeah. I, I think you, yeah. <laughs> so, so no, I understand. Um, so, uh, but even with all the, even with all of the college knowledge um, that's out there in terms of that, uh, there's still a discrepancy in the literacy rate in your state. It, it seems to me, based upon the information I was able to find, that there is a very distinctive difference between the monies that are being funneled into Northern Virginia versus Southern Virginia. And do you get, do you hear a lot about that at all, or is there an impact that you're? Yeah, knowing? it's and it it kind of just is what it is. It's those two separate places, like the counties in Northern Virginia. So you've got Loudoun County, which I think had a number of years in a row it was like the highest median family income in the United States, and like Fairfax County, which is another Northern Virginia county, was always up right up there too. So there's just a lot of money in Northern Virginia, um, and because of that, they've got a better school system. And Southern Virginia, a lot of those counties just don't have that, and they don't have that kind of money. And so a lot of those schools are underfunded, which kind of leads to what you see in the chart here. So there is a pretty big discrepancy um, with that. So. It's funny, you hear, because of like all the differences we keep talking about with Northern Virginia and Southern Virginia, you read all these little articles about where people think that because of the maybe like political beliefs or values or whatever it might be that Northern Virginia and Southern Virginia should be just two separate states, but yeah. all the money's coming from Northern Virginia, so... Oh, we, yeah. we've gotten that here in California too. There was, in fact, there mm-hmm. was a there was a proposition on the ballot last year on whether or not we should consider separating California into three separate states, and so that did not go well. <laughs> so we we like being the fifth largest economy in the world. So I, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So it's like you know, no, I think I think we'll be fine. It's good things, man. It's got to learn to share the wealth, spread it out a little bit. More. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now the healthcare system and the health system in your in your state is pretty robust. You said you have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. I'm a state employee. We have Blue Cross Blue Shield. I, I do it. I've never had any big issues with it. So okay. I think we do pretty well in that category. Okay, perfect. And so that's pretty much, but that's, that's Northern and Southern as well. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. That's, that's across the whole state. So, okay, good. Awesome. So that's one thing we can find that's pretty, pretty. And you guys, you guys have also defined really, really maintaining a really good wrap on COVID-19 as well. Yeah, we did. We were um, one of the states to kind of start locking everything down. Um, of course, with Northern Virginia, it's just a populated area. It's hard to control that kind of stuff. Um, but our governor took it super serious. So we had the different levels. We still have um, some restrictions in place here. So I think we did a pretty good job of that from preventing things from being a lot worse than they could have been. So Yeah. Um, now, as far as the communication, the digital infrastructure in your state, you have such a... Beautiful community. It, it's a lot of nature, a lot of really gorgeous areas. But how is the technological infrastructure? I mean, I, obviously, there has to be that healthy balance between not bowling over a lot of stuff in favor of putting up cell towers and then and 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 highways as opposed to the area. Like, do you have a lot of problem with the digital infrastructure within your area? Have you ever had any issues? 
Not within my area. No, I mean, but it's funny. I think Charlottesville, where University of Virginia is, is uh, there's some random fact about it. it's like the most connected city in America as far as like per capita people that are connected to the internet or have a computer in their home. Really? Um, but again, it kind of goes back to like Northern Virginia, Southern Virginia. Like there's most of Southern Virginia are going to struggle to get you know cell phone reception down there. Oh. Um, so it's just one of those things. But then, yeah, like in Northern Virginia, I've never had any issue with any kind of a cellular infrastructure, you know, access at television cable. That's never been a problem. So, yeah. And then in terms of one of our last subjects here, uh, safety and security, um, you guys really haven't had any, well, I don't, I don't want to say foreign terrorism threat, but then, of course, 9-11 happened and you guys yeah. had the plane crash in Virginia. Yeah. That was aiming for the Pentagon. I mean, I mean, it could be because, you know, things are just so secure here just because, you know, the president is our neighbor. So you'll see the streets getting shut down all the time and they come by and block everything whenever somebody's driving by um, or like a diplomat's coming in. So we, we get a lot of that. So because of that, I think naturally this area is more secure. Mm-hmm. In Southern Virginia, you don't get that at all as far as like domestic terrorism or foreign terrorism. You get kind of like what happened with Charlottesville. Yeah. Just things like that will flare up every now and again just because of tensions. Um, like DC's had, you know, a ton of protests lately. Um, but nothing that really got out of hand or you could say is, you know, a bad thing for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, crime, Vir- Richmond used to be, I think Richmond used to be the murder capital of America a while ago. <laughs> but uh, just like per capita. But it's gotten a lot better as far as the city goes. You know, um, like Virginia Beach has their problems with crime, but nothing, you know, nothing insane. So it's like, it's kind of like any big city, you're going to have your pockets where things are bad. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, before we go, sell me one last time on Virginia. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm thinking about going there, why do I want to go there? What, what, talk to me about Virginia in one, in one little elevator speech here. Okay. So if you like quaint, if you like just relaxing, chilling out, looking at the mountains, drinking a beer, and just kind of soaking it all in, getting some peace and quiet, this is the place for you to be. If you like action, if you like history, if you like the arts, if you like politics, this is the place to be because it literally has everything. Um, You've got the beach. You want to go surf? Sure, go to Virginia Beach. You want to go look some art? We've got D.C. right across the border there. There's just so much to do. It's such a, a... big state with so much culture and so much history. Um, kind of like what we were talking about before. It's it's really wild just to go somewhere and know that, um, you know, this is where George Washington lived. This is yeah. the parcel he sent and drank a beer. It's just, it's things like that you really get to think about. Um, and then if you're somebody who just really loves like the restaurant scene and trying out different bars and just seeing that city where there's so much of that in Northern Virginia, there's so many restaurants to eat and so much to see. Um, it's just a really great place to go and experience all that stuff. So, well, uh, that sounds great. And Jimmy, thank you again for sharing your, sharing your state with us, sharing your time with us. It was really appreciated. I, I really do appreciate that quite a lot. Absolutely. Come to Virginia, everybody. You're going to love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. And again, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. Um, if you like this video and you want to be informed when new ones go up, Hit the bell icon right above you if you're on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please do subscribe. It means a lot to us. And then if you like this video and you want to see more, 
click the like button to let us know that you like this and you would like to see more. One last thing, though. If you are on the podcast, certainly feel free to rate us. We really appreciate the ratings. We love the feedback, positive or negative. I do appreciate the feedback. It gives us a little bit of an idea as to how you're thinking out there. But until our next time, make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.